Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 44 of Walk On Radio. A lot of stuff going on, Hump. It's the Olympics, but tell me how you're feeling. Dalton, I feel great. Uh, We actually, the original plan was to have our college football FBS preview, uh, but we both felt like there's a lot of news this week, you know, NFL offseason, college football crazy wildness uh, in conference realignment. And uh, so we're going to save that, and we've we've got a, got a lot to talk about tonight. Yeah, we're going to get into that. But first, like I said, a little non-football topic. It's the Olympics, Olympic season in Tokyo, Japan. Have you been watching, and what's your uh, what's your favorite sport? Yes, I have. So uh, it's only been going on a couple days now, but yes, I have been watching. Uh, it's a little... You always forget with the Olympics that the times are, are weird because they're halfway across the world. So I actually watched a, uh, a swimming relay last night at about 12 a.m., uh, which was fun. I love I love swimming, but, you know, this is pretty cliche, uh, but track and field is definitely my favorite. I don't think there's anything more exciting than the uh, 4x100-meter relay. But if I had to pick a weird sport, uh I watched I watched handball the other day. Have you ever watched handball? I heard about it. My mom was telling me about it, and uh, I watched a little bit. And my goodness, it's like lacrosse, hockey, uh, soccer, and football like mashed into one sport. Like I feel like we should we should be focusing more on that in America. Yeah, there's a lot of cool sports. Uh, America, I think we're in the lead right now for medals, uh, followed by Japan and China. But uh. The, the U.S. basketball team, the men's basketball team, good lord, kind of struggling. I know. I fig- but I, I figured they'll turn it around. But did you see my boy Luca? Oh. He scored like 48 Uh-oh. last night. Uh-oh. Crazy. Walk on radio NBA edition? I, I love Luka Doncic. Now, a question for you. This is an obvious answer. But uh, let's say, cause, because slowly and surely football is, is growing in, outside the country. I know Germany has a league. China has a, a very small league. This is an obvious question. But if, we, <laughs> if there was a... A Olympic football sport is America running away with it? Uh, I would say that that's the reason there's not an Olympic football, you know, games because I actually saw a tweet and it said, you know, we need to bring football into the Olympics because uh, there's no corner from Belgium that can cover Tyreek Hill, <laughs> <laughs> which which is pretty funny. But yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, it's just not you know. There's a reason it's called American football. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's different. Uh, and it's the same reason we can't compete in soccer because yeah. it's just not it's not our main sport, you know. And another question for you. All right, I'm a, another scenario. Okay. Football is in the Olympics and okay. now you are you have to draft your team. Oh. You have every option in the NFL. Every player wants to represent the US of A. So I want you to tell me who's your quarterback, running back, receiver, Ooh. and tight end for team USA. You can pick anybody and tell me why. That's a great question. And I'm a, I'll go I'll, I'll throw an offensive line as a unit in there, so okay. like their whole team and an entire defense. On okay, there. how about that? A little That's, fantasy action. We'll just have a. Did you say fantasy? Uh oh. You said fantasy. Hey, quick, uh, quick side note. My personal draft is in four days, Dalton. Right, I am. Bro. I, let me tell you what. I'm fired up, and uh, via our Instagram and Twitter, gonna be getting some updates that night. So, so stay tuned for next Friday. But okay, back to the question. I'm gonna start with quarterback, and I think we both can agree. We're definitely picking Patrick Mahomes to represent the U.S. of A. Don't give me no wishy-washy Aaron Rodgers. He might not even show up to the Olympics. Who knows? I'm picking Mahomes. He's the young gun. 
I don't know though. Do I do I pick do I take Tom Brady? See, I was about to say that like he's so old though. Like, there's, it, but this be, is Team USA. You want the guy, and especially you know thinking that it's the first time we're doing this. You want a guy that you know okay, represents well, it has football. Be, it would have to be this Olympics because my God, we're not throwing him out there when he's sixty. Yeah, give me Mahomes. Give me okay. Mahomes. Okay, running back. That's a tough. I can only get one. Yeah. I'll get one running back. Uh, I don't. I mean. Come on, who's tackling Derrick Henry? Oh. I mean, I mean, if the other countries are just now playing football, they want no part of Derrick Henry. Okay, <laughs> receiver. I guess I'll, I guess I'll give it to your boy Devontae Adams. Mm. I think that's fair. Tight end. I'll go Travis Kelsey. He seems like kind of the, the top dog at the tight end position. An offensive line as a unit. Um, I don't know. I. I the Colts, I, I, maybe the Indianapolis Colts, led by Quentin Nelson. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple good options. The Colts, you know, you have the Cow- Cowboys. Cowboys are up there. Packers. I would have picked the Cowboys five years ago for sure. Yeah, uh, there's a Packers. The Browns offensive line is good. But I mean, when you when you think of offensive line, especially what they do, their running game, I, I would say probably the Colts. Is I'll up. go the Colts. Uh, in defense, I ah uh, oh man, I'm, I'm going, I'm going the Rams, no doubt. Really, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, uh, to me. To me, those are two like very American focal point defensive football players. Yeah, I couldn't imagine a uh, a foreign country lining up and with seeing Aaron Donald, Donald with the <laughs> yeah. stars and stripes on his helmet. I mean, it wouldn't even be fair. It yeah. would be it, it would be fair. But uh, it definitely would be cool. Uh, maybe way way down the line, we're yeah, very would be old so cool. and everyone starts playing football more. It could happen, that but would be uh, so we're gonna cool. have to wait and see oh, for man. that one. Hey, the Olympics is in America in 2028. La, La, uh, uh, I. I Plan on going. And uh, I, I was reading this thing. You know, it cost Tokyo seventeen billion dollars to host the Olympics. So uh, they're not getting. They're not getting much revenue. They're getting TV revenue, yeah. I'm sure. But there's no. There's no fans. Well, I'm sure that in 2024 it's going to be rocking, and it's going to be in LA, the brand new state. 2028. 2028. Yes. Okay. 20, 2024 is France. 2028 is LA. Oh, and yes, oh, I'm France. sure that's going to be a cool. One that too. would be cool. Yeah. But anyways, enough of the Olympics talks. we got to get into it. We have a lot of stuff to cover. And, of course, we're going to start with Sam Houston news. Uh, we have something coming up for the WAC A-Sun Challenge. Uh, season's coming up. So, Hump, tell me what's going on and uh, and how you feel about it. So, Wednesday is the WAC A-Sun uh, Media Day. Uh, we're sending Eric Schmidt and Jahari K. is what I heard. Uh, not the most talkative group, if you ask <laughs> yeah. me. But, obviously, two very, very big-time players, you know, our offensive leader and, and arguably our defensive leader, but don't know if uh, speaking is their strong suit, but that's okay. We've had Eric Schmidt on Walk On Radio before. We love him. Jahari, he's kind of a breakout star this last season, uh, but yeah, so media day, usually, you know, what happens is though at those is they uh, they vote on preseason rankings, preseason, you know, players of the year, first team preseason, all that. Uh you know, I, I would I would assume that it's going to be very Sam Houston heavy. I mean, the defending national champions were probably going to have the most first teamers. Eric will probably be first or uh, preseason offensive MVP. I wouldn't be surprised if Jahari is preseason defensive MVP. Uh, but Dalton, I'll, ask, I'll I'll after Sam Houston, we we both agree that Sam Houston is going to be the preseason favorite. What what about after that? What 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 do you think after that is gonna it's gonna look like? Well, what I've seen so far is the number two spot has been heavily debated between Jacksonville State and Central Arkansas. Yep. Yep. And uh, if I'm doing it, I'm putting UCA number two. I think uh, despite Jacksonville State getting the playoff seed last year and having such a good season in the spring, man, UCA has a really good team, and they and they they kind of struggled in the fall, but they were playing some tough teams. 
And, uh, man, I just – they have a lot of good players, some All-Americans, the Braylon Smith, the quarterback. Yep. I just really like UCA, and I know that how t- much of a tough game it's going to be for us, and it's going to be a huge game for everybody uh, coming down the line. A lot of playoff spots in the in the making, so uh, I would go UCA. Let me let me offer you this: you you mentioned that Jacksonville State was a national seed last year. Let me let me. I think it hurt them that they're a national seed because they only made it to the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. So they so they were given the national seed, they were given the first round home game, they were given the second round home game and they lost. Yeah. So I don't know, I mean obviously, you know, you're bringing back the same group so they're they're certainly talented. I, I know that the talent is there, but I am with you and and for me personally, I would rank it Sam Houston, UCA, Jacksonville State. Well, another thing too, and uh, we hear this a lot from Sam Houston, is the wear and tear and coming off of a season. Well, you know they didn't play as long as we did, but they were still pretty deep into the playoffs, and they're going to have some wear and tear as well. So it's definitely a factor. Their offense is there, but their defense kind of struggles. They lost to Delaware, and uh, man, I don't know. I just I think UCA is going to. They're really hungry. They're they're pretty upset that they missed this spring season, and uh, I think UCA is going to have a, a run for our money. Okay, so next question. Stephen F. Austin, yes or no, can finish inside the top three of the WAC A-Sun Challenge? Well, you you know me and SFA. I I talked good about them last year uh, in our fall preview. I'm going to say yes. Uh, I'm really high on them. They've had a top uh, top 25 recruiting class the last two years. I like what Coach Carful does. I think they have a really good chance. And, And I tell you what, with me saying that, Piney Woods is going to be one heck of a game, Incredible. especially coming back to NRG, fans being back. It's going to be a wild game, and uh, of course, I think we're going to win, but it's going to be a lot closer than it has been these past couple years. First, first time first time back with full capacity. Sam Houston just won the national championship. Coach Carthel and SFA, they're getting better, and, and the, the Colby Carthel effect. I mean, he obviously is great at marketing. I mean, we see it on social media all the time. I personally... Uh, don't agree with some of his antics as a professional. Uh, I, you know, I, I would never, you would never see Coach Keeler do that. And I'm not saying that there's a right or a wrong, but I know that I know that Nick Saban, uh, I know that Bill Belichick, the two, the two greatest of all time, in my opinion, I know that 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 isn't how they carry themselves. And I'm not again. I think Colby Carthel is a fantastic coach. I think that he has recruited incredible, but. Maybe we don't take our shirts off for uh, one game in the fall and then declare that you know we're the fall conference champions. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's just that's just very very lack of professionalism. Yeah, and uh, it, it's tough because the way that Belichick and Saban do it are very old school. And yep. you have guys like Mike Leach who kind of have a little who bit more different. fun. Who are, and, who are different? And uh, you know, I think. I just think that Carthel's kind of, you know, not in the times, but he Dundee, just the Dabo Sweeney, kind of, kind of outspoken, you yeah. know, very just out there. Yeah, but uh, I, I like what he does. I like his team. Uh, it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be packed. Uh, this last Piney Woods, it was kind of more orange than purple. Oh, it's going to be more orange, but I definitely think there'll be some. Purple I think, there. I think, and uh, like you said, they're going to promote this game very well. We're the national champions. They, they want to come and beat us. It's gonna be a really good well, if game. You, if you remember when the WAC, when the first news of the WAC and the kind of the WAC press conference came out, they it, the, it was at NRG and they kind of the the Texans president uh, came out and, and basically it sounded like they want the Battle of the Pony Woods to be like the focal rivalry of the WAC conference. Well, and I mean, going forward, you know, you're gonna lose Central, you're gonna lose Jacksonville State because this is a one year deal. Going forward, it's better for the conference that. 
Sam Houston and SFA are big national powers. Well, also, too, the, the WAC A-Sun Media Day is in the Woodlands. So exactly. It's right next to Which, us in Texas. Isn't that interesting? A little, a little weird. But, I mean, if you but, – But, listen, I'm telling you, it's because the WAC is – we are the we are the Alabama yeah. of the SEC. Like, they are the SEC. We are going to be that of the WAC. And the WAC realizes that, so – you know they're going to accommodate to us because I think we we're the big dollar value in in marketing in TV in you know going deep in the playoffs in just viewership all around. Yeah, and it does it doesn't help too that most of the national champions have been from the Missouri Valley, North Dakota State. So having that one team that's won it, you know everyone's going to want to gravitate towards. Yep. And that's why the Southland made so much money that list last year, and hopefully the WAC can do just as well. But uh, we'll have to see a lot of interesting games. Uh, I'm excited for Piney Woods. It's my. It'll be my second time playing. Yeah, second, second time, time as well. Yep. Fun fact: the first time I ever stepped on a field was was Piney Woods punt on Piney Woods. Wow, Very that's nervous. awesome. Uh, didn't make any tackles, but I was, I was flying uh, down there. My first Piney Woods, uh, and I don't. If you guys remember, I was actually the backup quarterback because uh, mm. Eric Schmidt had broken his hand. Mike Darrow was out for the season, and uh, Ty Brock was injured. And I actually began to warm up on the sidelines to go in and and try to win the game for us. Uh, but Ty, he toughed it out. Those touchdowns, Nate Stewart, the rest is history. But uh, I think that game was was a lot closer than it probably would have been had we been at full strength. Yeah. But it was a great game nonetheless. Was that your first time playing in a in an NFL like stadium? Were you ever in a I, playoff? I played. I never played a playoff game in an NFL stadium, but I played in a, like an All Star game. Mm-hmm. I played at Cowboy Stadium in an All Star game after my senior year. But as far as like a real life game yes that that was first nfl place so what was what was that feeling like when you first because i know you know we come off the bus and we get to walk on the field what was that like just seeing you know seeing the logo on the big screen and seeing this giant stadium that you're about to be a part of well it's cool because i've been to plenty of nfl stadiums in my life whether it be you know i just was visiting or i went to an actual game but until you're on the field and there's there's fans around you i don't really think you can grasp what that feels like and no it wasn't filled to the brim but there were i don't know what thirty thousand people there give or take it was awesome it was really cool uh but yeah i just i I guess i remember like how just big everything seemed like like how tall the ceiling was like just things like that yeah, my first my first stadium experience was actually in San Francisco, Candlestick Park. Rest in peace, Candlestick Park. At uh, ho- former home of the 49ers, I watched a Packer game there. And then I, I saw some Texans game at NRG. But, man, walking in and just seeing everything, it was crazy. But then when we ran out with all the fans, it was such a cool experience. And, you know, the way they do it with the smoke. Is, well, and, and, and the, the ex-Bearcat football players that line yeah. the tunnel, that's so cool to me. But the smoke machine, it's a weird thing because you can't see anything for a few seconds. You're blind. And then all of a sudden, it just opens up into this massive stadium and everyone's going crazy. Same for the, the National Championship the Nash- game. Yeah. Uh, I think it was too blinding. I was almost like, oh, my God, I'm going to fall on my face. I know. We had you know, one of my teammates, linebacker Rance McGinnis, was in front of me. And if I didn't. If I wasn't right behind him, I would have fallen. But just when it opens up and you see the fireworks and all the rain was coming down for the National Championship, such a cool experience. And now this year we get 100% capacity. Hopefully we make the National Championship and we get the full experience. It's going to be something giving crazy. Giving me goosebumps, Dalton. Ooh. You're giving me goosebumps. We're getting uh, how many days till season? 38? We're getting 38. Getting wow. close. Wow. wow. That's incredible. And speaking of National Championship and playoffs, we have uh, we have something that's kind of forming right now in the FCS. There's some talks with the playoffs. I'm going to let you explain. And uh, is this good or is this bad? Well, so I, I, I ran across a tweet today, and it was from Sam Herter, who, in my opinion, is the best 
the best media, you know, FCS guy in the country. Uh, he does a great job. He was awesome for the spring season. You know, Dalton and I love keeping up with him. But, you know, it's, he, he, he tweeted today that there was some talk from officials in the CAA uh, official, or maybe not the CAA, maybe it was the Big Sky and the Missouri Valley. But nonetheless, whatever. Uh, there was talk that, you know, there were some people interested in expanding the 2014 playoff field because next season there will be two more uh, automatic qualifiers and, and that will take away two at large bids. So I don't I guess it would go from, you know, twenty-four to I don't know. Maybe they, they would have to take out some first round buys or take out first round buys altogether. But Dalton, uh we'll we'll I'll ask what you think in a second. But me personally I think it's an awful idea. I think twenty four is like the perfect number. I wouldn't change anything about the playoff model uh, I, I think the eight first round buys is, is perfect. I think it's awesome. It gives such an incentive to finish essentially in the top eight in your country in the country. Uh, but if you add more than twenty four, Dalton, you're, you're gonna have you're gonna have unranked playoff teams, you mm-hmm. know. And I, I, if you can't if you're not in the top twenty five in, in the country, you 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 shouldn't get a shot at the national title. I mean, the FBS is four teams, like. They're so far away from more than twenty four. It's it's unbelievable, and and I think twenty four is like a great number for it. But anything past that, golly, you're gonna have some really really subpar teams making the playoffs. Yeah, I, I'm on board with you. Now playing devil's advocate, of course, it opens up opportunities for those lower teams, and uh, you know you see the March Madness, you see these upsets, and I've always been a big fan of upsets and letting like the underdog story happen. But that's what happens with a twenty four bracket, and I. You know, a lot more games. It's just, it's a little bit too much. And I think if this doesn't work out, this this could also affect the FBS because they're kind of in this this mode where they're considering an expansion of the playoffs. Well, if this blows up, now the FBS is going to see that and they're going to say, well, now we have our situation cleared. We're going to stick with our four and everything that we've been working for trying to get this to happen isn't going to happen. So I say keep it like it is. Let it be how it be. And, uh, you know, the best players and the best teams will play. Well, like, and the thing is, is like you talk about there being an underdog story and it, that's almost built in because the, the, the conferences like the Pioneer and the Patriot, they get an automatic qualifier. Whereas in the FBS, you know, the model – the, the projected models right now don't they don't give automatic qualifiers to teams outside of the power five whereas in the fcs you know you've got your power three or four or five whatever conferences but the other conferences they their champion gets a seat at the table and, and so past that we really want to expand the playoffs and give the the sixth place team in the missouri valley a playoff spot yeah i mean yeah we all okay. know it probably goes to the Missouri Valley at the it end of the day. It absolutely goes to the Missouri Valley at the end of the day. And, and I mean, golly, if you can't get fifth or fourth in your conference, do you really should you really go to the playoffs? No, I agree. And I'm not saying they don't I'm not saying their conference isn't good enough to have four playoff teams, but it I mean it, it is what it is. Yeah. You you're in that conference, you have to play those teams. If you can't finish in the top 4, you you're not going to win the national title anyways. Yeah. But uh we'll keep an eye on that. We'll we'll it's coming soon and we'll keep you updated. But uh, FCS, now we move on to FBS and Hump. Uh, you know, we've been sending each other tweets and Instagram posts. Twitter and news this articles. week has been incredible. My goodness. And we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers because Twitter has been insane, whether it's news or people joking about it. But the FBS, something is going on, and it started wow. with our boys, UT, the Texas Longhorns, and the Oklahoma Sooners. Considering going to SEC, 
Then Texas A&M gets mad. A 13-1 vote for the SEC. Now everyone wants to move from the Big Ten. Now people want to move from the Pac-12. We might have a super SEC conference, but let's start off from the very beginning. Let's start with UT and OU wanting to move the SEC. What do you think about it? What does that do to the Big 12? And could either of them compete in the SEC? So... My first initial reaction when I saw the original tweet was, what the heck is going on? How, how can that happen? The, the, the Texas Longhorns and the Oklahoma Sooners are the, the focal point, the, the, main, the main event of the Big 12. Whether, they're, whether Texas is back, whether whatever, I don't care what your, what your jokes are, doesn't matter. Texas and OU reign supreme in the South in the Big 12. So I see that. I see the news that there's some talks that they might move to the SEC. And, and okay, obviously that is, the, that is the hot commodity in college football, the, the Southeastern Conference, okay? But Dalton, take out, take out Alabama from this, okay? You've got Georgia, Auburn, Florida, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, LSU, Arkansas, South Carolina, Tennessee, and then you're going to throw in OU and Texas, okay? With the playoff, with the playoff format the way it is, we we won't get into 12 team, 16, whatever just yet because we don't know how far away we are from that. So it being four teams, how on earth does Texas and Oklahoma and the other teams that I just named, how on earth do they think they're going to be able to run that gauntlet without just beating up on each other? And 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 I do think I, this is coming from a guy that thinks Texas and OU can compete because it's going to open up recruiting doors. You know, you're going to get some Texas, especially, is going to get people to stay home that you know want to play in the SEC. Well, this is their chance. But how do they think they're going to be able to post these 11 and one, 10 and two, 12 and 0 type seasons with that schedule? That's it's not it's. It's beyond unrealistic, and I, and I'm taking Alabama out of the mix, but they're the same way. I mean, they're they're not an NFL team, and I know they're great year in and year out, but but that will fall, that that will end one day. It, it, they all do. All the great dynasties end at some point. So I I worry that with the playoff format we have right now, golly, are the days of going un, the only way of making it is going undefeated? Are we are we near the end of that? Well, to play devil's advocate a little bit here, with the SEC, you know, every year one of those teams is off. Auburn will show up one year, disappear the next year. Mississippi State, well, they had a great first game, struggle the rest of the year. Florida, have a great year, drop a couple. Man, I, I think OU can compete, and I think this is great for OU. For Texas, I'm not sure. If I'm Texas, if OU leaves, you now own the Big 12, which winning helps recruiting. And I know that the brand of the SEC is a big reason why they want to go there. But if you're winning the Big 12 all the time, kind of like Alabama does with SEC, I mean, oh, my God, everyone's going to want start coming. But also here, this is what I see. I know Texas wants to be in the SEC because they want two Texas schools to represent. We have two Alabama schools. We have two Mississippi schools. And these are small states. So this is the state of Texas, and there's only one so why not Texas move in the SEC? I think uh, I think this is a good idea, but like you said, it's going to be tough. I definitely think they're going to need a couple years, especially with the fact that the Big Twelve, you know, doesn't have a defense. They they can throw for or they can score sixty points, but they give up fifty. You can't do that here. This is a different league. This is a different ball game. So it just uh, means more. <laughs> yeah, it's 
It's going to be fun because um, it looks like it's going to happen. Like when I said 13 to 1 vote, it's been clear oh, it, that it's 13 happen. teams have voted yes. And the only team that voted no was Texas A&M, which is very Allegedly. interesting. Alleg- Whoa. You saw what Jimbo Fisher said, and what and the frustration they felt, and allegedly, but and they and, and apparently they weren't informed. They they didn't know of yeah. any of this. The, the SEC chose not to tell them. And allegedly now Texas A and M is going to the Texas government, and they are suing the NCAA and Texas. There's a lot of stuff going on. Oh How do you feel about that with Texas? A&M, do you do you understand why they would do this? Because if you they own the Texas brand of SEC. And now you have a such a national program like Texas to come in. Uh, do you understand, or is this just kind of a childish move? Well, I I, I can see both sides. You know, A and M. You know, they want to play the ah. Oh, well, you know, they just Texas wants to be like us. They want to get to the SEC. But if they weren't worried about it, they wouldn't cause this big of a stink. Mm-hmm. They 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 wouldn't. And and this is coming from a a diehard Texas Longhorn growing up. I I would. Gladly admit that, but Texas A&M is Texas' little brother. It does. I don't care. I don't care what metric. I don't care what. Uh, well, we haven't. Done, I don't care. I don't care. Doesn't face me. The fact of the matter is, the Aggies are the Longhorns' little brother, and that's how it is. And until until something drastically happens, that's not going to change. And so, for them to cause this big of a, you know, bringing legal matters into it, bringing blah blah blah. That's all I need to know, that, that they're worried about this move. Well, something funny, too. Uh, you know what happened the first year A&M made it to the SEC after their move? Johnny Manziel, 11-1, beats Alabama. We, can we see it again? I don't know. <laughs> now, another question with this move, and, and before we even start with all the other ones, what would happen? Do you think teams would have to leave the SEC? Are they going to make a giant or big conference? I've heard a pod theory, a division type uh, theory that's been going around. What do you think is the best way? And let's like assume that no teams are going to leave unless that in your idea you think that's best. What do you think should happen? What's the best move here? Yeah, they're not going to kick any teams out. Uh, and, and you know, you got You also have to think of this as not just a football move because the SEC is big time in other sports as well. I mean, you know, you, you, you've got baseball in the SEC, which is gigantic. You've got the Vanderbilts and the, uh, the Mississippi States who, who just won the national championship and Vanderbilt played them in the national championship. Uh, basketball is, is primarily very good. They win the track national championship in the SEC pretty much every year. So each each of these teams in the SEC bring value. Uh, but from a, a football standpoint, it's a 16-team conference now if you add Texas and, and OU. And and I'm I'm looking at a graphic here that, that was sent to me by Coach Archer, one of our one of our, our loyal fans. And there's a lot of moves that, that would have to be made to make this happen, but it's basically four mega conferences four 16 team conferences big 12 is out you add west virginia notre dame the acc you add texas tech baylor kansas state and oklahoma state to the pac-12 and you add kansas and iowa state to the big 10 and and with all that happening you'd have four 16 team conferences and then at that point is is the power four are they their own entity? Is that their own national championship if you do something like that? I mean, I feel like it has to be because that will take out your American Conference, your Mountain West, your Sun Belt. I mean, they're gone. They're gone from the picture. And uh, another question, too. So what's going on with the Big 12? Because Texas, OU are gone. Now we have Baylor, Texas Tech, TCU. They've been talking about going to the Pac-12. 
Do you think this is an inner issue with the Big 12? Sam Houston had kind of had the same thing. You know, Texas 4, we had the thing with the Southland, frustrations between us four in the, in the conference. What's going on with the Big 12? And uh, do you think they're pretty much done for? But I've also heard that potentially we bring U of H, University of Houston, Central Florida. They go to the Big 12, kind of bump up those schools. But uh, what, what's going on here? I, I Here's the thing. I, I don't know anything about inside Big 12 knowledge, whatever. I was a little close to the Southland WAC, uh, you know, issues or whatever. They're not necessarily issues, but uh, student athlete president here. So I, I, I was in on some of those conversations, but I don't know anything going on in the Big 12 other than this. It's crumbling. It, it, it's crumbling. And you're, you're losing your two strongest pillars, no question. And if I'm TCU, I'm Baylor, I'm, I'm Oklahoma State, I'm getting out. I'm getting out. And, and because, you know, if you stay, yes, you talked about Texas staying and, and dominating the competition. But is that, real, is that good for you? Is that, is that good? I'm trying to think without saying because winning is great. Obviously, the ultimate goal is winning. But is it in TCU and Baylor and Oklahoma State's best interest to dominate a watered-down Big 12? That's true. By, by throwing <laughs> in Houston and SMU and North Texas, whatever, yeah. whatever it may be. I think that they are better off joining a, you know, a, a, an even market like the Pac-12 and, and and playing the likes of Oregon, USC, UCLA, and then you know you brought up does the Big 12 start over? Is the Big 12 done? Here's the deal: if they bring in those new schools, if they bring in the UCFs, the whatever Houston, Rice, I don't know those size schools. Are they considered a power five still, mm-hmm. or or does it just become the power four? Yeah. You know, is, is it a conference thing, or is it considered a big dog because of the teams that are in the conference? You and, know what I mean. And then the new questions arise: you bring U of H up, you bring UCF up. Now the American Conference is looking for people. Do they go to FCS? And now they're bumping people up. I know the WAC and Sam Houston's goal by the end of the decade is to go FBS. Where do they end up? It's uh, it's North Dakota State. Do they finally make that move because these conferences are looking for teams? Dalton, I, I said this probably about a year ago, and I actually I said it to our compliance coordinator, uh, Dylan Cannon. Me and, him, me and you are, are, are buddies with old Dylan. But I think that we are at the beginning of the end of college football as we know it. And I'm not saying it's a five-year thing. I'm not saying it's even a 10-year thing. But I think in the next 10, 15, 20 years, there will be a time that Alabama and Ohio State and, and, and the normal powers along with these, these big mega hypothetical power four conferences, I believe that they will have a national champion. And I believe that SMU, Houston, UTSA – North Texas, UCF, I believe them and Sam Houston, North Dakota State, James Madison, I believe that them and them will play for the same national championship one day. Well, then that that, that kind of makes it seem like that in the future, FCS will kind of become a, a triple-A league. You know, we're considered— to, to the power conferences. Yeah. That, that's really what I'm getting and at. And, I mean, that's just—that's kind of how it seems to be forming into— and that's crazy. Yeah. It's a lot going on. But you said it yourself best, too. It's not just football. Yeah. We're talking brands here. And Texas is a top three brand in college football. Absolutely. So why not go no to the question. best school? Yeah. Oklahoma, top, you know, probably 10 brand in, in, in sports. 
And like you said, Texas baseball had a good run in the in the College World yep. Series. Or not College World Series, but College Tournament. Uh, I know the basketball team's really good. Yep. OU, their softball team's really good. So there's, this is a lot of sports involved here. It's not just football. Uh, you were talking about the Pac-12. Well, well rumors with the Pac-12, Oregon, USC, UCLA, they want to go to the Big Ten. So I don't know what's going on in the Pac-12. They don't see competition anymore. But now them moving up to the Big Ten, Big Ten wants to bring people down. There's so much it's going crazy. on right now. It's crazy. And that's why that's why I'm talking about that it's the beginning of the end. Because one day, all of these schools, it won't even matter what conference they're in, Dalton. And and, and not to bring this into it, but it, it plays a role into it. This this NLI stuff, it it or NIL stuff, excuse me, it matters. Mm-hmm. It, it matters because one day these, you know, whatever, 50 teams, these these power, power big money teams. They're just going to be a lower level of professionalism. Yeah, they're going to be one step below playing professional sports, and it's going to become, you know, less academic standards, more getting paid standards. Because I think I think that the gap between Sam Houston and SMU are are so much closer than SMU is to Texas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, those those are so much closer, and that's why I think one day that will be one side of. I think that will be a more true. How college sports was meant to be more amateurism, uh, and I'm on that side of the fence. Believe it or not, I, I think that you know we're kind of we're kind of fading away from the amateur aspect of college sports, uh, and that's just because I mean, dude, TV is just unbelievable, and and the marketing and the and the social media, and just you talk about brands. I mean, Alabama and Texas and Ohio State and Clemson, they just have such a brand that I just find it hard to believe that in 20 years. They're not going to be doing. They're, they're going to be doing their own thing. They're they're going to be one step below the Atlanta Falcons. They're going to be one step below the the Oakland Athletics. Just all these different sports. There, that's just going to be the next you know step below being a professional athlete. Yeah, and like you said, it's it's the growth of the sport as it is. We've seen college sports grow from something that was barely making it on ESPN, and now it's on prime time for the national championship game. It's a lot of crazy stuff going on. I think another thing, too, with the NIL stuff is also this transfer portal, this new rule It's we just have. free agency. Because it kind of – and Coach Merkins was telling me about this. Shout out Coach Merkins, Coach Merk. It's kind of becoming where the big schools are more of a farm now. They bring in these guys with no intention to play them but to have them stay for one year, and then they, they, they move them down. And maybe there's, there's deals going on under the table saying we have these amount of players and we'll, we'll shout you, you out first. And now they're just kind of farming these players out. And it's becoming more of a business-like atmosphere. And, uh, I mean, I think we knew it was coming eventually, but it's weird that it's finally starting to formulate into this thing. But, and, but flip it, Dalton, and, and FCS schools are now a farm system for these Power 5 schools. Why would I go and get an 18-year-old boy mm-hmm. that, that is playing high school football and dominating when I can go and get a first-team All-American grown man at a, at a national power at the FCS level? You know yeah. what I mean? I'm, I, I, give me the give me the first team All American wide receiver from from wherever. Okay, VMI. That's a great example. VMI. They've got Jacob Harris. Okay, great great receiver. What's stopping one of these Power Five schools from hitting him up and saying, "Look, we're Ohio State. You know, you're playing at VMI. No offense to that, but it, it is a business at the end of the day, and and I'm afraid." that that is where we're heading. I think the way that the transfer portal has become, 
It's just it's just free agency. It's, yeah, it's free agency. I mean, another team. Look at the Sam Houston State Bearcats. We we needed bigger guys. We needed needed to compete with those James Madison, North Dakota State. We bring in all these transfers, and we win a national championship. Now, nothing against that because we they they fit into the program, they fit into the culture. But I mean, it's just it's going to be tough for high schoolers to come in and make an impact when all these transfers are going to be moving around and busting around everywhere. Um, one more question before we move on from this. We kind of got we got serious. Tonight. I know. I like a little, it. A little serious. I, I like it. There's been some jokes and there's been some pictures that one day there's going to be one conference. The SEC conference is going to own all <laughs> Thanos with all the Infinity Stones. Now this could be a long time down the line, but Hump. Do you see it happening? Could we have a one conference and SEC overall? Maybe, like you said, a a power one and then kind of your double A and then your triple A, and we're kind of turning into like a, a little baseball league here. I mean, yeah. I, again, I think it all goes back to, you know, what type of money, what type of marketing, what type of brand that these schools have, and I think they're going to be big enough to maybe – I don't know. I don't want to say break away from the NCAA, but maybe break away from the NCAA. I don't know. I mean, it's going to – yeah. The national champion – People don't realize this, but the the, the national championship um, for FBS is not recognized as an NCAA championship. People really? don't know that. The, the Division One football national championship, NCAA, is the FCS national championship. Hmm. That that's why that's why our so a perfect a perfect way to you know context clues this is look at our trophy and it resume, it's exactly the same as all the other sports. Yeah. The FBS National Championship Trophy is a committee. It's mm-hmm. a it's a it's an invitation. It's not. It is an NCAA sponsored. Wow. Yeah. So they get, they, NCAA gets no money from uh, from the FBS National Championship. That's why March Madness is the biggest money maker for for college NCAA. Well, you never know. We might have the the SEC group and then the NCAA. They're going to yeah. be competing oh, with each like other. A, it's like a, the Super Bowl. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, a lot of stuff going on. And uh, a lot of stuff with these on. weeks yeah. coming up. We're going to keep you updated, any news. But it looks like for right now, for sure, Texas and Oklahoma to SEC is kind of the only one that's confirmed. Also, people slow down on, on you know, thinking that this is going to be soon. There's a lot of deals, a lot of contractual obligations. This this might not happen for another five years. Yeah, and they might be able to sign the contract now, but it seems like at least for this season, it's not going to change. Oh, no, you no, can't no. just this bounce season, over. This season is definitely way too yeah, late, and but, I think uh, next year's not going to happen either. Yeah. A lot of stuff. The one that surprised me most was those teams leaving the Pac-12. Pac-12 seemed to be the only one that I thought was going to be uh, stuck where they were. But Oregon wants out of there. But also, we're talking about brand. That's a big brand. Oregon makes a lot of money with the Nike deal. We're going to have to keep an eye on that. But enough of that. Man, we have a we have a rough topic for me. And that is the Green Bay Packers and what has been going on this last couple weeks. So, Hump, I'm going to let you start off. And, uh, you know, what's going on with, with, my, with my goat, with my boy Aaron Rodgers? So, I think, I think maybe last episode... It might have been two episodes ago, the, the, the first episode when we started back up this summer. I said, and, and my hot take was, in fact, that Aaron Rodgers would be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers this year. Was it not? Mm-hmm. So, two weeks ago, I, I felt really comfortable that, that Aaron Rodgers was going to be the quarterback for the Packers. Ten days ago, <laughs> I felt pretty comfortable that Aaron Rodgers was going to retire. Eight days ago, I... I didn't know what to think. And and all of a sudden today, it looks like he's going to be the quarterback for the Packers. Mm-hmm. And it looks like, and I don't know, I'll let you get into it since this is your thing, but 
it is almost apparent that this is it. This is quote unquote the last dance. This is this is Aaron Rodgers' last hurrah as a Green Bay Packer. You know, there was a little bit of, of talk today that they're restructuring his contract so that this is, in fact, the last year on his contract. And it looks like he might be bringing Devontae Adams with him. So so I'm going to let you get into it. But Yeah, so a lot of stuff. The, here's the first thing that happened that I knew it's over. We offered to add three more years of his contract, which makes him a five-year contract, <laughs> and which would tie him with Patrick Mahomes which is uh, $500 million, if you don't know. That's half a billion if you're not a math major. So they offered Aaron Rodgers $500 million to stay with the Packers for five years, and he said no. So now we know for sure it's not about the money. It was never about the money. It's He's not been about frustrated. the money. It's about the message. So, you know, I we the way we do our practices here for summer workouts is the, you know, the middle skill and the big. We do <laughs> speed and agility followed by the receivers. And the skill. So I'm just getting done, and Hump comes running down to the field. He's like, "Did you see the tweet?" I'm like, what tweet? Aaron Rodgers turned down five hundred million dollars. Wait a minute. So first, I <laughs> I set it up like the Packers. You know, it was it was this great deal. The Packers offered him the biggest deal ever. Made it so excited, and then I ended it with, "But he declined it." Yeah. And Dalton just fell to his knees. Heart dropped. I I knew it was over at that point, and uh, more rumors come out. Apparently, he told friends he was going to retire this week. Apparently, he told people he wanted to go to the Broncos. La yada yada going on. And then, Devontae Adams comes around. Now, he wants to be the highest paid receiver. D-Hop is overpaid. He is. He's, he's a few million dollars overpaid. So now, Devontae Adams, he wants to be paid higher. And the Packers aren't going to do that. We have to re-sign Jair Alexander next year. We just signed Aaron Jones. David Bakhtiari's contract's coming up. We have a lot of stuff we need to do. It's hard when you have so many top players in the league. You got to pay everybody. You can't just pay Devontae Adams this much money. And I mean, we just offered Aaron Rodgers five hundred million. If that went through, we're not paying anybody. So Devontae gets upset. He gets frustrated, and he's boys with Aaron Rodgers. So long term talks were cut, and uh, it looked like Devontae Adams was leaving as well. And then Zadarius Smith, he started tweeting that he needs a realtor in Green Bay. Oh, my God. We're imploding. <laughs> I mean, the walls are falling down. In a week, we're imploding. And then the last dance picture comes out. If you didn't see it, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams both posted a picture of Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and the theory started going this was the last dance. A couple of the other players started going. I know Robert Tanyan posted uh, – uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy with the, the rings in North Korea. Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. And so everyone's doing this now, but uh, – now, today, we find out that Aaron Rodgers is going to report to camp. And uh, like you said, they're going to structure his contract to make this his last year. And I don't know if he's going to leave or retire, but I don't know if you saw, but there's kind of a caveat, too. We have to re-sign Randall Cobb. And I don't... That, that's a thing? He, he's requested we re-sign Randall Cobb. It's in his deal. So, Randall Cobb, welcome home. You're coming back. <laughs> we missed you. I don't that's know like Dak being like... Jason Witten, bring yeah, him back. I mean, that, back. he just wants his friends back. If, if he could bring back Jordan Listen, Nelson, I'm going to go would. out. I just want to be with my buds. You know what? Donald Driver, uh, yeah, uh, Greg, Greg Jennings, Jennings. Bring them all back. If I'm the Packers, oh, my God, yes. Take, take Randall Cobb. Let him be like Sign a Sign Dalton Myers. Sign John Kuhn, whoever. Just come play quarterback not, for us. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> this is the last dance. Um, we have to win. We we have to win a Super Bowl. So, it, Dalton, Dalton let, me, let me interrupt you, okay? Last week, we had our NFL preview, okay? 
you by the grace of God, Good. okay? And it was big talk at, down here at Sam Houston, you know, our, our walk-on radio fans. It was big talk. Yeah, I got clowned. I just want the walk-on radio listeners to know, if you're a Cowboys fan, I stuck my neck out for you because I got clowned by everyone not a Cowboys fan for making this decision. And, I, you know, I think it's stupid too. Listen, so. listen. Anything I say about the Cowboys, whatever. Everyone knows, okay? One day it'll pay off. Dalton. Dalton, our, our beloved Dalton, picks the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl, which absolutely made my week, my year, my life, okay? But Dalton, I'm going to give you a free pass right here, okay? I'm going to give you a free pass. Aaron Rodgers is playing. Does Green Bay make the Super Bowl this season? Man, Last I, dance. It's the last dance. I feel like we, we had this team. We made it to the NFC Championship last year. We were... A few plays short, we were one cornerback away from going to the Super Bowl. Kevin King had a had a rough had a rough showing. I think I'm gonna. This is what I'm gonna say: an NFC Championship, Packers Cowboys. I'll keep y'all in there. Okay. And we all know what that ha- what happens when the Packers and the Cowboys go to the playoffs together. Okay. I think Packers go to the Super Bowl. I don't think we win. I don't think we're gonna win. The so Super Bowl. so you're taking the Chiefs over the Packers. Is that correct? Yeah, I I'll still do that. Um, but I think we'll do it. I mean, there's so much. You saw what Sam Houston did when, when we had a chip on our shoulder, and now I feel like the Packers are going to have a huge chip on their shoulder. I just hope that this whole dilemma doesn't cause uh, a ruckus in the locker room. I hope, And it will. will. And it will. I but, think so. But I think, I think that they are good enough to, to get past that. And I think they have a whole camp to figure it out. Yep. And we've been through training camp. We yep. know what kind of bonding you have when you're in camp. And I don't know if NFL is different from college football, but it's pretty similar. So they have a whole camp to figure this out. And, I mean, Rodgers is their leader. He, he's the vet. He's the GOAT. So uh, I think I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun year. And uh, once Rodgers leaves and probably Devontae leaves, man. It's, it's going to be rough. It's going to be a couple rough. dark years. And let me tell you this. How bad does Jordan Love have to be that they have offered a 36-year-old quarterback $500 million for five years? After weeks of OTAs, Dalton. It, I mean, he has to be doing terrible. I mean, bad. Because, I mean, they, 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 obviously, they obviously were playing their card. They were basically saying, oh, it's fine. We got this first-round you know, young quarterback. We've got him for a month here for OTAs. Let's see what he's got. Oh no, we we, we got to offer Aaron Rodgers five years. And let me let me say this: if they sign Randall Cobb, I know they're just doing this for Aaron Rodgers, and that just shows how bad you in love is. I don't know if we if we're gonna take somebody in the draft. You know, a name that's been out there in the Packers' interest is Deshaun Watson. We're about to talk about him. I don't know. I just I know that we're gonna struggle. But I found out, you know, a few hours ago, Devontae Adams is now back with long-term contract talk. So it's happening. They're talking again. Don't know what that means. A lot of people say he could go to Las Vegas with for his former D- quarterback. For Derek, David Carr, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Yeah, Derek Carr. I always get that mixed up. Well, that would be pretty cool. Devontae Adams in uh, Fresno State uh, reunion. In the yeah. black, black yeah. and silver. Yeah. But we don't know. All I know is Roger's going to play. This is the last dance. Oh, my goodness. To get, to get my prediction on record, because I, I did I did say I picked the Minnesota Vikings with a caveat. Uh I will now pick the Green Bay Packers if Aaron Rodgers in fact plays. I will now pick them to win the NFC North. And I don't know. This last dance stuff kind of makes me want to pick them to go to the NFC Championship. Obviously, I am sticking with the Cowboys. I would never pick against the boys in blue. Uh, But, dude, the walk-on radio bowl, NFC Championship, Mm. Ryan versus Dalton, Dag versus Aaron, Cowboys versus Packers. I love it. I mean, stuff has to be on the line. Uh, funny story, we had a bet the last time the Packers and the Cowboys played. And I didn't even do it. You didn't I, do I, it. I know. And I, I honestly, 
I maybe this year I just have to do it from from two years ago because I'm soft for not doing the the bet. But I was supposed to wear a cheese head and a John Coon jersey to class. It never happened. We kind of let it fall through the cracks. That's on me, Dalton. I, for the for the for the sake of walk on radio and a great social media post this school year, you know, COVID free, we get to go back to in person classes. I will complete that bet. You're gonna do it. Now. I will do it. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it, and and admit that I that I wussed out of it from two years ago. Well, I'm willing to let it go under the rug and double or nothing if we end up seeing each other in the playoffs. Ooh, I don't know if I want the nothing part because that's how sure I am that the Cowboys are going to win. So I might do your bet, and then you and I maybe up the stakes okay. for, for the big for the big brawl. Well, we got to hope that y'all get there. Uh, I you know don't worry about us. You worry about your team. I worry about mine. And right? speaking of Cowboys, training camp for y'all has been a little. I think Ooh. y'all are the, one of the first teams. Yeah. Well, we're we're playing in the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. Uh, so we did we us and the Steelers started early. And I know you've been on top of it. So talk to me through uh, how's camp looking. Uh, Micah Parson is looking very fast. He was able Apparently, to. He is all over the place. I don't know if you saw the video, but he covered uh, C.D. Lamb stride yeah. for stride, and, and it was it wasn't a short route. It was like a cross across field. So talk to me about Cowboys training camp and uh, how you feeling. So they moved back to Oxnard, uh, which is their normal training camp home, Oxnard, California. So that's pretty cool. But the coolest part that I've seen is just the the fans that are at training camp every day. Like I see videos, and it's loud. Like it is. I mean, it's packed. But the main man I want to talk about. Is Dakota Rain Prescott? Oh, do not sit here and pretend that the man isn't slanging that thing. I mean, he looks, and Jerry Jones said it himself. Okay, he said that Dak might have had that. This was a couple days ago. Might have had the best practice he has ever had in a Dallas Cowboys uniform. Wow! Wow! I love it. I'm so excited. Hard knocks. The Cowboys are on hard knocks this year. That's exciting. Which is exciting because that's going to give us something to watch. During our fall camp, you know, going through their fall camp, and I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm, I'm an HBO Max fan, and so that's gonna be that's gonna be really neat. Well, they had uh, a few years ago. Dallas Cowboys were part of the All or Nothing crew, which yep. is Amazon Prime, and that was really interesting. That was it's basically hard knocks through the season, and it's really fun to watch. But here's the thing about Dak having a great practice: if he's slanging that thing. That means your defense is struggling. We know it's, it's struggling, but we know that. It's okay. One. It's okay. Uh-oh. Listen, I'm Uh-oh. Fi- I am fine with our defense struggling. I think our front seven is greatly improved. I think we I think we have one of the better linebacking cores in the league, if we can stay healthy, with, with Leighton Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith, and new rookie first-rounder Micah Parsons. I think our D-line is fine. I love Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, our secondary. It's spotty. It's spotty. But uh, moves are being made. Moves are being made. Uh, we just uh, we're we're in talks with what's his name Malik Hooker. Malik Hooker. I had a had a brain fart right there. But Malik Hooker is a former first round pick, and, and everything that I'm reading is that if he were if when he's healthy, he's a top safety in the NFL. Yeah. So we're making moves. We're we're trying. I know the secondary is going to be a struggle. I'm not here to defend that, but. It don't matter if you score 40, Dalton. It don't matter. Well, here's another thing, too, and this has been rumors since, you know, kind of the season ended, and uh, I might butcher this name, Dolphins cornerback Xavier Howard. Yeah. Cowboys are interested. I know he wants to play for the Cowboys, but uh, he's a top-rated corner right now. You'd have to give up a lot. I don't know the money situation with that. I threw threw out a name. I was talking to somebody about this, and uh, you might not like this, but you have a receiver one. And yep. it's not Amari Cooper. Yeah. So uh, maybe get rid of Amari Cooper, bring him over. That'll give two another weapon. I don't know. Maybe give them uh, Michael Gallup. There's uh, things you can get rid of on your offense. 
That's tough, dog. I don't know. I don't know. They they drafted Jalen Waddle in the first round, so I don't know what their stance is on a receiver. But that is tough. That is tough. But uh, definitely interesting. Cowboys training camp coming up hard knocks everything in in one. We'll keep an eye on Malik Hooker, but uh, you know don't make me look stupid because I got a lot on the line here putting the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Hopefully Rodgers comes back and they play with a chip on their shoulder the last dance. But Hump, it's your time. You were talking about it in the preseason or in the preseason in the beginning of this episode about your fantasy coming up. So here here it is your fantasy corner Hump. Tell everybody what's going on. Four days. And uh, how you feeling, Dalton? I'm pumped. I've I've been I've been prepping my butt off to tell you the truth. I am a I am a fantasy freak. Uh, this is this is my favorite time of the year to me. Draft day is by far uh, it's the best day of the year. And, and and I'm coming off a big Super Bowl in my personal league last season, and I actually have the number one pick this year. So you know um, you know if you're a fantasy fan, you know this is no surprise, but. I would love to announce that I am picking Car- or Carolina running back, Carolina Panthers running back, Christian McCaffrey. I am pick- Why are you looking at me like that? Well, I, I, there's no way you would announce your first pick. I, I am announcing my first pick. This I, is obviously a, a, is a ploy. No, it's not a ploy. This is, this is the real deal spiel. I'm announcing my first pick live on walk-on radio. I am taking Christian McCaffrey, Stanford running back. No way. Yes, I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. Why? I don't, I'm I just, so surprised. You know, when we talk about fantasy and we, we set up the show beforehand, you always make sure to tell me you don't want to say too much. Cause you I'm sorry that I gasped on, on Walk on Radio, but Don was looking into my soul when I, just, I announced this pick. I just, you know, you're always so careful because... I know, but I'm the first pick, so like, what are they, they going to do? True. What are they going to change? Well, this is this is huge. You just you just announced your Have first pick on Walk on Radio. about it? No. I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. So what? So what makes you want Christian McCaffrey, especially coming off an injury? Yep. Is it, is it because that, he that got this? I, I don't love that. But and, and Sam Darnold for the Panthers now is he still going to get the rock? Listen, listen. Give me a, give me your thoughts listen, on this. All right. You want me? You really want me to break this down? Yes. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm excited that I announced. You didn't know who I was I taking. Didn't, I didn't. I didn't expect you to just announce it like that. Christian McCaffrey. So so here's here's the deal with Christian McCaffrey that makes him unique. Okay. Not only is he going to finish as a as a thousand yard rusher, that's a lock. He's going to finish as a thousand yard rusher if he plays, you know, a full healthy season. But his his receiving upside is unbelievable. He he has a better chance than even Derrick Henry to surpass two thousand total yards. He yeah. he he legitimately could be a thousand yard rusher and a thousand yard receiver, no question. And you know, you bring up Darnold. I think. You know, I want to believe that Sam Darnold was hindered by the fact that he was the New York Jets quarterback and doesn't have weapons. I think, you know, it's easy for for a quarterback to have success by getting some free completions of dumping it down to your star running back that that is probably the best receiver on their team. Mm -hmm. I mean, and he's got weapons. He's got DJ Moore. He's got Robbie Anderson. I think if Christian McCaffrey plays healthy, I don't see how it would be possible that he doesn't finish – as the number one running back in fantasy football. Well, you have two other running backs that are kind of a, a rusher and a pass catcher. Yep. We have Ezekiel Elliott, yep. who's kind of on this this little comeback train. I know he's your guy. And then your other guy, your fantasy guy, Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. how come what what's the edge for Christian McCaffrey over these two guys who you really love very, very much? So my top five, and you've that's that's three of my top five, McCaffrey, Kamara, and Zeke. And the other two would be Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. The difference is the amount of times Christian McCaffrey has the ball in his hands because, 
the 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 best stat for production is opportunity. Yeah. You can't score if the ball's not in your hands. You know what I mean? And and McCaffrey touches the ball so much. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but like in my fantasy football research, the the percentage of the Panthers offense that McCaffrey touches the ball on is is unbelievable. I mean, it is it's simply ridiculous. Uh you know, a guy like Zeke, okay? I think Zeke is going to dominate this year. He didn't have a great year last year, but he didn't have Dak. But but what hurts Zeke is the fact that Dak is probably going to throw for 5,000 yards. Yeah. They don't have a great defense. They're going to have to throw the ball, and they're going to throw the ball. Uh, Kamara, I don't really know about their quarterback situation. Was Drew Brees just a match made in heaven for him? I want to say no because I love the guy. Derrick Henry, believe me, I'd love to have Derrick Henry. But I think that Christian McCaffrey's upside is better than Derrick Henry's. Uh, Dalvin Cook, a little bit injury prone. Uh, he, he's never played a full 16-game NFL season. The NFL's adding a game this year. And so I, I I feel pretty comfortable that that I'm making the right decision here with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL, but I don't think he can't catch. We've seen it. He struggles with the, with the routes. He struggles with catching. So uh, he's definitely a pure runner. Uh, Alvin Kamara, J- James Woods. I put. I had the Saints last in their division. And Zeke, I think you said it well that Dak's gonna throw a lot, and he's not gonna throw a lot to Zeke. Now, with the receiving core that you have, you're, you're gonna double cover Ceedee Lamb, yep. maybe Amari Cooper. That does leave your tight end and uh, you know Michael Gallup tight end and your and the Zeke. They could kind of pop open. I saw a video in training camp. Uh, Zeke kind of went up the middle. Nobody covered him. Touchdown. So we could see that a lot. But uh, that's a great decision. I'm surprised you did shock me. I didn't know you were going to throw out your first pick in there. You're definitely a you can you keep your stuff hidden for your draft. This is a big deal. for No, you. I'm not going to get. Hey, listen, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'm not giving away the rest of my plan for the uh, for the rest of the draft strategy. But we are we are going to make some posts on social media. Don't worry. Uh, but the last famous thing I want to talk about, Dalton. I would like to announce that we are officially, officially, officially going to have a walk-on radio fantasy football league. So Uh-oh. we're going to have more details in, in the coming weeks, but you know we're going to make it a bit of a uh, you know a sweepstakes, if you will, uh, on on whether you get to be in the draft or not. So hopefully we have you know enough guys that want to do it to where we can kind of have a drawing or whatever. And we are going to have a fantasy football league, so you're going to have a chance to uh, dethrone the fantasy king and. Uh, dethrone the pick'em king we're not gonna put the fantasy king on him right now but i think it'll be fun it'll give us a great opportunity to interact with uh our viewers we we actually had one one uh loyal fan reach out to us sports of shsu Mm. you've seen it on twitter we love him he posts great content about our bearcats he will definitely have a spot in the walk on radio fantasy football league hump uh what happens if I beat you in fantasy? Walk on radio is over. That's it. <laughs> that, it'll cease to exist. I'm excited. I'm going to do my research. I might even you know, get some some tips from Hump. He, he won't know it, but uh, I'm going to spy on him a little bit. <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about is uh, something we play a lot, and that's Madden. Ooh, Madden. And they're starting to get their rankings out, and they have announced the receiver rankings. And we're going to start with number one, and that is Devontae Adams. Of course, 99 overall. And that was a hot take for the uh, in the community. They did not like Devontae Adams over D-Hop, who was a 98 overall. What do you think? I think uh, Devontae Adams had the best season last year, and this is Madden 22. This is you know this is not, this is not going to be 99 for the rest of his life. We've seen it with Aaron Rodgers and other players. What do you think? Do you think this was a good decision, D-Hop in 98? Talk to me about your feelings. After last season, I have no problems with this. He had one of the best... 
Best years for a receiver ever, in my opinion, and he only played 14 games. Uh, so 99 for Devontae Adams. Congratulations. I think that that's, that's on the money. Now, another receiver that got kind of a high ranking, and uh, I want to get your opinion on it, is Julio Jones. And yeah. 95 overall, a lot of people don't like it. He's kind of fallen off, but he's still Julio Jones, and uh, now he's a Tennessee Titan. What do you think? 95, a little too high, a little too low? A little high for me. Um, I think that – and here's the thing about nowadays with, with Madden. The ratings fluctuate from week to week. It's, yeah. it's not like the old games where there was no internet. Like it, they didn't have the capabilities to live update things. These can change. I mean, that that Devontae Adams might not be a ninety nine overall by week five. Who knows? But to start Julio at ninety five after an injury ridden season last year, he's getting older. I don't know. That's a little high for me. Uh, we have Michael Thomas ninety four. Kind of uh, that a sucks. bad season. Obviously, he's going to fall down because apparently we didn't even talk about this. He might miss up to eight games oh, to start the year. I mean, that's a fantasy ball. And he right got hurt there. last year. Don't we totally skipped over Cam Akers tearing his Achilles? Oh, oh, Ouch! And that—that's your, your Ouch. Rams. Rams, yeah. Ram, Rams running back. I know. I know. I'm still still holding on to the Rams, but um, <laughs> 93 for Keenan Allen. I've talked about how he's one of the underrated. best route runners in the NFL. Underrated. He does such a good job. My dream Chargers. Hopefully, he uh, contributes. He'll bump up. Mark Cooper, ninety-two, the number eight that might ranked be high, receiver. Honestly, really, I, I don't know. I I want to see some more out of him. Uh, I think he's going to have an awesome season, but I would eh, probably rate him in an eighty-nine or a ninety. Uh, Mike Evans, ninety-one, and at number ten, a player I think you're the only one that's ever talked about. Nobody ever really mentions him. Allen Robinson at ninety. That's a little high, dude. It's high, but I'm telling you, if that guy had a quarterback at any point in his career and maybe Justin Fields or the Red Rocket Andy Dalton is the answer that dude can play it'll be really interesting he can play and then two three and four we had D-Hop DeAndre Hopkins 98 Tyreek Hill at a 98 and Stephon Diggs at a 97 I think Stephon Diggs might bump up too uh, by the end of the season especially like you said with a Josh Allen MVP Uh, one more thing before we end this episode and we're talking about matting rankings uh, and the rest haven't come out yet but uh, I want you to name a player that isn't your typical Andy Dalton, Patrick Mahomes. I want you to give me a hot take 99 overall. Wait, Andy Dalton or, or Patrick not, Mahomes? Aaron Donald. <laughs> My bad. I was about to say, I was like, I don't think Andy anyone Dalton, has ever said those two names in the same sentence. That might be a hot take. Aaron Donald <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes, your, your typical 99. Okay. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the cover with Tom Brady. Give me a hot take 99 overall with someone you could see either starting, maybe even finishing the season at 99. Give me a name. I like finishing the season at 99. I think that that's a more of a hot take. Uh, man, that is a great question. Um, can I say Dak Prescott? No. No, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, man. Do you have one off the top of your head? I I'm mean, trying to think here. One, a that, good one. one that we, we've mentioned him a lot, and you know, I'm not going to say Justin Herbert because that's a, a really that's high. That's really thing. high. Josh Allen, if he has his MVP Ooh, season that like you've that. kind of been talking about, I like that. It, it's possible. Uh, it, and I think it's a hot take because he kind of hasn't had that, that season yet. I think it's coming. Okay, in. I've got two. I've got two. If McCaffrey, and obviously I'm a big McCaffrey guy now because I've announced that that's my number one pick. If McCaffrey can replicate what he did in 2019 and pick up where he left off, uh, you know, stay healthy, all that, he will finish the year as a 99 overall running back. No question. But my hot take, I could see if he puts up another season like he did last year and he is he's the best in the game, in my opinion, I could see Jalen Ramsey finishing the season as a 99 overall corner. Okay. 
I think that's fair. Uh, I think my hot take is, uh, and you don't really see it a lot in Madden, but I'm either gonna say George Kittle or Travis Kelsey. I, I think I, for some reason, obviously, I know you're a tight end, so you're you're loyal to him. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, I just they both. Travis put Kelsey up crazy might numbers. be 99 though to start off the season. I think one of them has. Was George Kittle 99 a few years ago? Could could have been. I, I want to say Kelsey is definitely going to be a 99. I just think Kittle coming off an injury, he's going to go crazy. Kelsey used to be 99. Yeah. Back in his heyday. I mean, he was broken. I don't know if you ever played the old Madden games. Gronk was broken. Untackleable. You throw the, the aggressive fade. button. Yeah. Yeah, any fade was a catch. And so, so I know one more thing. We talked about, you kind of say Christian McCaffrey is going to be your highest rated running back. Uh, highest rated receiver is Devontae Adams. Yep. Who's going to be the highest-rated quarterback? Is it Mahomes? It's We're going to see Rodgers, nah. but with Rodgers being MVP, I don't. I don't. I honestly, I don't think Aaron Rodgers will even be. I, he won't be a ninety-nine. I think Mahomes is probably a ninety-nine overall. Rodgers is probably in the 95, 96 range. What about Tom Brady? Also a cover artist. Ninety-two. Mm. It's just I don't. I mean, golly, I don't. There's no inst- you can't really you can't really rate like instincts and and like winning mindset yeah. like it's all measurables and his measurables are I mean he's 100 years old like <laughs> what are we gonna do <laughs> who gets your rating for the tight end is it gonna be Kittle is it gonna be Kelsey a Darren Waller who do you think would be the highest rated I'll go hey did you see- Kyle Pitts is the highest rated rookie yeah, he's 81. like an 81 that's pretty good for a rookie 78 and I could see it finishing at like an 80 81 mm-hmm. uh, but. I'm going Kelsey. I I personally am not a huge Kittle fan. Mm-hmm. I, I I know that that hurts you to hear, but I Travis Kelsey, man, yeah. that dude, that dude is a dude. And I love Darren Waller too, though. Darren Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts are more similar than than I think Travis Kelsey and George Kittle are. Um, but yeah, I definitely will give that edge to Kelsey. You see that Kyle Pitts had the longest uh, reach, yeah, wingspan in yeah. uh, all tight ends in NFL history. He's a and the, and the Falcons paid him some good money, so he better have a great Lousy. season. Lousy, Calvin Johnson, uh, two point What about him for fantasy football? Uh, Humphries, what do you think? I can't say too much. Uh-oh. I can't say too much. Uh, offensive lineman, I think uh, we can both agree. Quentin Nelson probably gonna be number one. Quentin Nelson, he's the guy. Zach Martin will be rated really high. Yeah, David Bakhtiari, he'll yeah. be up there. What about uh overall defense? I know you like I said, you're Aaron Donalds. You said Jalen Ramsey, maybe like a Stephen Gilmore. Overall defensive player, yeah. Aaron, I mean, Aaron Donald is going to be a 99, no doubt. I think Khalil Mack will probably be really high. That's a name that has been talked about a lot. Like we forget how good Khalil Mack is. That dude is is incredible. He, uh, I think he needs to leave the Bears. Is what he needs to do. What uh, what team? What team would you like Khalil Mack? Dallas to be Cowboys. On? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I realistically, you know, I, obviously I don't know I don't know many teams' money situations, but, like, put that guy on the Buffalo Bills or put Ooh, that guy – Oh, my God. Pair, pair that guy with Darius Leonard on the Indianapolis Colts or, or send that guy to Tennessee. They need some help Rams. Oh, my God. Lousy. Khalil oh Mack and Aaron Donald, you better just uh, hand the ball off <laughs> if, if, if you don't want to get hit by that. And then finally for Madden, the big question, Hump, are you getting the next Madden game? Because no question. a lot of complaints. Because uh, franchise doesn't get fixed. It kind of looks the same as the other games. People are really mad at EA. Are you going to get the new game? Dalton, it's the same every single year and every single year I buy it. I, I, my, dad, my dad passed that down to me. We've had every single Madden ever made. Uh, it's not near as good as NCAA, which hopefully in the near future we're getting, especially Uh-oh. with all the NIL stuff. 
but yes, I will be purchasing the next Madden. And I guess I'll have to beat you in Madden for, for the people. Be the only way the Cowboys can beat the Packers <laughs> when Dalton comes over to my house. Home, any last words before we finish this episode? Don, what would your Madden rating be in, oh. in terms of FCS? Like not compared to the NFL, but like an FCS rating. What what would you be? Well, being realistic and being that I am a backup, uh, I would say Isaac Sly, the starting tight end, is probably like seventy five. Which that's fall. low, I think. I mean, don't let him hear you say I'm that. Not, you I, just gave Isaac a seventy five. Okay, I, I mean, whatever you think. I just hate those videos of the rookies that give their Madden rankings, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm an eighty five. I'm a 90. <laughs> I think Isaac's about a seventy-five, which will probably put me at like like sixty-three. Like I'm, I'm definitely. I think you're lowballing it. I'm, but like, okay, look, you're blocking, like your run block, like specific rating, at what in the eighties, the nineties? Yeah, but my speed is at like a seventy. I mean, you're tied in. You don't have to be That's blazing true. fast. I, I just. I what, see, what, would, what would be your three highest rated categories? Probably run block. Okay. Um, strength. Okay. And. Man, I, I probably catching. I, okay. I people don't know because I am a blocking tight end, but you know I can catch. I can I can do it. I just don't get the ball a lot, but I can catch. I I, I promise you. Um, what about you? Like, I mean, I, here's the deal. Here's like the deal. Here's the hundred in Madden. Here's the deal. Jaquez Ezard is a hundred. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ife a day. He's a ninety something, but his speed is a million. Yeah. Okay. Whatever the highest a Madden can go. So I don't, ah, man. I was gonna. I'm gonna give myself like a 72. I, is that fair? That's I think fair. 72. Yeah. I, I'm quickness is gonna be a high rating, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take a different approach to my highest categories. I'm going awareness. Awareness is a 99. I know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's uh? Is there a fumble recovery uh category? Because I'm like a million on that. I'm, I think so. I I, I ball skills maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Ball security. Uh, yeah, know. awareness is gonna be really high. Um, injury that's gonna be a, for for both of us. You and I don't miss games. You know, we're we're always healthy. Uh, but yeah, I would say I would say awareness, agility, and. I mean, I have thrown two touchdowns in my career, so Uh-oh. maybe maybe accuracy. I don't know. I, I I'm definitely the trick play special. Um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like a Taysom Hill guy. Literally, just stick me at any position on your Madden team, and surely I can make something happen. Yeah, I think uh, for me, I'm either gonna be playing tight end, or if you ever run an I formation, don't have a fullback on your roster. I'll be that like that third tight end that gets the fullback dive. I would definitely make you my my tight or my fullback on my video game uh, team. It's uh, I, I'm gonna I, be a hundred at holding for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. If that's an option, yeah. I I would be a hundred on punt shield. No doubt, no question. Uh, oh, running down on kickoff, I'm way up there. I'm yeah. Mr. Tackle. But uh, uh, Madden, man, I can't wait for the game. I'll be getting it well as well. Playing franchise, doing all the things, uh, it's definitely really fun for me. Something to waste time and, and get it over with. But uh, a lot of stuff going on. NCAA with their, their conferences, and we have FCS coming up. And the season's approaching. 38 days, and we're getting a lot closer. Lousy. Uh, we will see you next time, and uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.